Hello everyone and welcome back to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Lucy Gilman, I'm Deputy Editor at B2B Marketing and I'll be your host. Our guest this week is none other than Charles Thiet, co-founder and CEO at Zapnito. On today's episode, we'll be talking about all things community and how you can get started on your journey. So Charles, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Lucy. Nice to be here. Great. Again. Yeah. <laughs> after eight months, I think. In a yeah. better studio. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Great. And just to kick things off, could you tell us a bit about yourself and Zapnito? Yeah. So I'm Charles Steed. I think Lucy said that. Which is <laughs> great. Good start. Um, and uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Zapnito. And we've been working on Zapnito, John Beer, my former CTO, now COO. Um, and I started about seven years ago um, to develop online communities. And we're very much an enterprise online communities, uh, mostly working with B2B uh, brands to develop community-led growth programs within their organizations. Amazing. And I'm from uh, Bay Area, California. I, was, I live in Crouch End. Um, that's, yeah, that's enough. I like guess. long walks on the beach. I like long, yeah, long walks <laughs> on the beach when I can get to the beach. Yeah. Amazing. Perfect. <laughs> and as you said, we're here today to talk about community. But that's not to say that a community is the right fit for everyone. So when do you think marketers should start thinking about building their own community? Well, I think that's an interesting question because I think um, B2B marketers are already building communities and they're doing that um, through things like events or social media. They're, you know, maybe uh, webinars, you know, roundtables, conversations. So community is already being developed. I think it comes back to kind of how you define community. Um, So I would say every B2B marketer um, needs to build community, but they're already doing it. And they might be doing it in, in a more uh, fragmented way than having kind of an online capability that pulls it all together into into one hub. Mm. So, what do you mean they're already doing it just with things like events, webinars, or are there un- any other forms? Yeah, so I think a community is very much a group of people that has typically common purpose, like, um, an affinity with um, potentially each other, or it could be through a brand or an entity or a product or you know, common purpose. And so people come together because they want to learn, they want to engage, they want to connect, and they mostly want to elevate themselves. Um, so B2B uh, brands, B2B marketers are trying to develop those communities um, if they don't have an online community platform through, um, you know, I, th- I would say things like events, as you said, webinars, um, you know, uh, even trying to create roundtables of thought leaders, things like that. So community is something that exists within um, all organizations. And so I would, I would, I would submit that um, they're already doing it. Hmm. Interesting. And what do you think are some of the pillars of a really great community? What do you think defines greatness? Uh, greatness. <laughs> um, Big words. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, a response to that, in, in I think greatness is defined by the brand, right? And mm. so, a great community um, has a, has has that common purpose, and that common purpose starts with the community. It starts with the people. So it's very much a people first approach, um, and they typically have some kind of um, affinity to whatever they're working on. So that might be you know, marketing automation, or it might be dealing with AI or content marketing. Um, and they're really looking to learn from each other. 
and connect with each other. So a great community is driven by the values around that community. Um, and then behind that is the community-led growth approach. So you want to grow the community, but always give value back to that community. So a great community really has a common purpose, a common theme, um, and there's a feedback loop. So um, a typical, you know, I would say powerful community is when that feedback loop comes from peers, it comes from people you wouldn't expect. It also comes from kind of you know, less senior people, but also more senior people collaborating on a common, uh, common issue or purpose. Amazing. And now it goes without saying that over the past few years, we've seen an insane amount of online noise. How do communities really help navigate that challenge and stand out from the crowd? Um, I think it comes back to that common purpose, Lucy. So I think, you know, the noise of social media and obviously, you know, potentially, you know, saturation of blogs, um, so many webinars, you could spend your entire career on webinars. Um, it really comes down to that common purpose that people have um, to connect with each other. So the noise gets, um, I think, quieted down because the signal is around the value that you're providing that community. Um, and that could be as simple as, you know, a product update or, you know, some amazing thought leadership around, um, you know, content marketing or artificial intelligence, whatever. So the noise is very much in is reduced because it's in context on the community um, around something that everybody's gravitating to as opposed to being hammered with, you know, cat videos or fake bots on Twitter or Elon, you know, making a bunch of noise himself yeah. and so it's very much about that purpose and the noise also gets removed because people don't want to create noise in those trusted spaces they don't want to just start having you know big whinge uh, on the community because they they want to elevate themselves and that obviously doesn't doesn't mm. work if they're if they're whinging using a british <laughs> term it's amazing and you've mentioned that phrase values and people quite a lot what do you think happens, not to sound super negative, but what do you think happens to those communities who don't take that value and people-centric approach? And do you think it's really obvious when the community just lacks that? Uh, yeah. Uh, if So community-led growth is obviously the business objective um, for the organization, for the brand, typically for the marketer, the product people, and um, you know, customer marketing. So community-led growth inherently is about growing your community to drive acquisition, advocacy, um, retention, and also adoption of products. Um, but if the, if the purpose of the community is only about making money, mm. you know, jumping on leads that come into the community, um, it's a very easy way to burn the community. And so um, I think that's one of, the, you know, one of the values that we bring um, with our clients is really to start with the people, what they're looking for, what, what can they give, and then what can they get and also what the organization internally can give to the community as well. So always start with the purpose, the value to the community, and then from there the growth really follows. Um, and you're going to be tracking that growth off the community-led growth model um, for acquisition retention. Um, but the purpose is to get those voices heard, to get that content created, uh, and create those connections. So you're very much a connector of um, your clients and your customers and your prospects. So let's say you have your values and your people in mind and you're ready to get started building your own community. Are there any golden rules that you should keep in mind? Or does it depend on circumstances? 
Yeah, I, I would say there's a recipe to these, right? So it's uh, I won't take that analogy too far. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think the first thing to, to, to consider where we've seen success, particularly in B2B um, and also NGOs uh, and other organizations, is to consider the community a hub. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of marketers think in um, the world of channels, but the community is a hub to essentially drive growth. So community-led growth um, shouldn't just be in our view, just like a side thing. Um, so that's kind of the first part of the recipe, right? So it's like the flower. It's got to be core to the strategy. Um, and it's not It's not a channel. It's a hub to other channels. Um, so like your webinars is a hub for your webinars, a hub for even your social media content. Um, and the other, um, the, the other part of the recipe is to have a community manager, which I know uh, B2B marketing have on their community. Um, have have you know internal um, uh, sponsorship for sure, and then have early adopters and fans of the brand and fans of the product or the service um, being part of the community development in the beginning uh, and galvanizing them and getting them on board early. I think that, yeah. So there's a recipe. It's pretty simple. There's a kind of a formula that we've taken. We've learned the hard way and uh, learned a lot of lot on the way to help um, support our clients get there uh, from the beginning to the, you know, developing it. Hmm. And now to slightly play devil's, devil's advocate on my own question, mm -hmm. is it really the place for B2B brands to build a community for their sector or for their niche, or is it better to join an existing space, or is it always the best path to create your own space? Uh, so, I mean, obviously I'm biased. Uh, <laughs> I believe that and I said this kind of in the beginning, Lucy, is that community is already being developed. So they, so most organizations already have a form of community. Um, so I believe that you know bringing people into one space is definitely the best way to um, create a growth model. Um, but uh, we have seen some brands um, create communities that are actually separate brands. Some of the, some of the tech uh, organizations. Um, might buy um, a community brand to mm. pull that audience together. Um, so I think you can live in other places, right? But to have your own space, and when I say other places, other communities or social media, but to have your own space where there's trust and there's experts um, sharing knowledge in context of what you're doing um, really creates a connection around your brand. So it is, it is very much, as much about the brand as it is about the growth of the community to hopefully drive more sales, um, more retention, upsell, and advocacy of the product. And it's a great way to get feedback, and you own the data as well. So I could go on and on. So obviously I'm biased in the, in the answer, but I definitely think people are building community already. It's fragmented. I think people should, uh, you know, brands should pull, pull it into one place. And it's a bit like content marketing. If you said, oh, I shouldn't, you know, we don't need to do content marketing. Um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, every, everybody's moving in this direction. So start now, create a differentiation. So I want to jump up, jump off something you said about advocacy. Can you just tell us a bit more about you about that and how to really get your people doing the hard work for you and shouting about your community? So, yeah, I mean, I think advocacy is really at the heart of a community-led growth strategy. Um, and I would say if you consider it not hard work and 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 uh 
and you know, I think people want to share, right? People want to share their experience, and mm -hmm. particularly with your fans and the the people that love your products, they love your brand. Um, it's part of their job to not just share their thought leadership, but also to elevate others. So advocacy is about you know elevating themselves. Um, so I, I really think it's seeing it as a privilege to be part of that that group of people that are advocates. Um, and I think you know getting people to have a conversation about a certain topic or theme um, and driving that really helps with the advocacy as well. So start with your your, your fans, your early you know your early fans, the people that you can galvanize, and others will follow. And it becomes pretty easy because. Essentially, they're working off a theme to give back to the community. And everybody at a certain level in their career wants to start giving back. They want to be part of that and they want to demonstrate, you know, and help people. They want to demonstrate everything they know and, you know, how amazing they are, but also to give back and help people learn. Amazing. And now over at Beesby Marketing, we have our own community using Zapnito platform called Propolis. For anyone listening who's not familiar with Propolis, Propolis is the global community intelligence platform where B2B marketers come together to access intelligence, connect with independent experts and peers, and unlock actionable content. Now, if I do say so myself, Sapnito and B2B marketing have a great partnership that's at the heart of what makes Propolis work. But from your perspective, what have you seen in Propolis that's really made it stand out from a community perspective? Uh, yeah, Propolis, for me... Um is how we'd like to see all our clients work, which is in partnership uh, to develop the community. And I think what I what I think is amazing about Propolis is that uh, Propolis is serving the entire spectrum of the community. So it, you know, starting with the advocates, the thought leaders, uh, talking about topics, pulling people together, um, and really getting feedback from the community. So asking the community what they want to talk about mm -hmm. and making it dynamic. So the execution on Propolis, um, you know, has been, I think, has been pretty amazing. And I think that's also because um, B2B marketing haven't seen it as this, like, static thing. They started out with, with one machination of the uh, platform, and then they evolved it. They simplified it, and they listened to their community, um, and they really streamlined their value proposition. So it is all about keeping it alive and hearing from the community and getting your advocates helping you drive the growth in the community as well. Great. And you mentioned that word evolving. How can... And great tech, by the way. <laughs> well, if you do say if so I, yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you mentioned the word evolving. How can marketers continue to create a community that's constantly hitting needs, that's constantly changing in, in line with what audience their audience wants? Yeah, I mean, I think the simple answer is what I just said around the feedback loop. So mm. really asking them. Um, and then I think the other thing is to tie it back to um, the, you know, things like events and webinars and, and co-create with the community to create something that has an output that's not just developed by one person or one, you know, one department internally. It's about asking them for feedback um, and then presenting that feedback to them and getting ideas. So some of the ideas you get from your advocates, but also maybe some of the junior community members is going to be amazing um, because the things you haven't thought of. So I think, you know, to evolve it and to develop it um, is to really listen and to create that value. So um, that's where you, you start to get a lot of adoption, too, because people want to engage. They want to, you know, be part of that community. Mm. 
And now community is obviously a very broad term. And as we said, it's constantly changing, constantly evolving. But from a technical standpoint, what features do you think are really important to setting up a thriving community? So I would say f what we've seen is sort of first generation platforms uh, that essentially have taken like Twitter, you know, when we're talking about, you know, own community platforms, um, Twitter or Facebook, and I've basically white labeled it. And the, um, I would say the priority has been on conversations. And I think for us, that's really serving only about 10% of the community. And so community is a group of people that have an affinity um, and a common purpose and connections with each other around that um, common purpose or that brand or that product or that service. So servicing them with features like learning, um, you know, conversations, content, um, you know, panel discussions. So across the spectrum, um, from anything from, you know, I would say a casual conversation, which is a typical, how people typically see community platforms, to all the way to creating amazing content and a, an amazing um, learning journey. Uh, so it's, a, it's around having features that create a pathway to not just have a conversation, but also to help elevate the community members in their careers. Mm. And just... So with technology constantly evolving, what new features do you think communities will start looking at? Where do you think things like AI come into play? What do you think? So just to zoom out, Lucy, one of the things that um, we're seeing is this trend away from these controlled centralized platforms um, where you know Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, um, really have kind of lost their way or they've moved to noise and um, and entertainment. And so that move is really interesting because technology is going to play a big role in that move. Um, so we're seeing things like Mastodon and Jack Dorsey's Blue Sky, more decentralized um, communities that kind of create themselves. And I think that works really well, like in you know, B2C. Um, in B2B, I think we're seeing this move to much more branded, um, you know, communities that have a common purpose, and it's all about community-led growth in that purpose, um, and they can pull together a smaller group of people to have those conversations and, and to learn. So I think the features that will matter are about really enhancing that and leveraging artificial intelligence to learn from the data about the humans that are on the platform, the humans that are on the community, uh, create recommendations, spot trends that people can't see. So. ChatGPT is making content sort of really easy to create. So having places where you can find a connection in a topic or within a branded space uh, that you, where you trust is really going to be powerful because you might want to, I might want to talk to you, Lucy, about podcasts and you're like the perfect person because you have, you know, you have access to this amazing studio, whatever, down the road from me. <laughs> so I found you through the community through AI. Um, most likely, so yeah. I, and I, I think also um, David asked me about the metaverse and NFTs as like the kind of off the wall question and mm. you know, it was community moving into the metaverse and, and so that was eight months ago. And since then the metaverse is dead, NFTs are all fraud. Mm. Um, but I do think we're gonna start seeing more you know, augmented uh, spaces um, that where community is gonna start to thrive, but the technology needs to catch up to itself. So. I think AI is probably going to have the biggest impact in the community, um, uh, the community category for sure. Just like everything else. 
Amazing. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect place to leave it. So, Charles. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, Lucy. Great. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And to find out more about Propolis and see firsthand what a successful community looks like, make sure you click the link in the description box. So, Charles, thank perfect. you. Perfect. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.